tēnā koutou. You're listening to a core education Tātai Ahoro podcast. He tiwi tēnā koutou katoa. Welcome to this Matariki seminar where we will be exploring Matariki. What is Matariki? Uh, what are the traditional narratives around Matariki? How to view Matariki? When to view Matariki? And we'll be talking about Matariki in terms of its association to time and also the upcoming Matariki holiday. Just want to thank you all for joining on today. And so the seminar, we're going to start with a karakia or an incantation that is associated with Matariki and the stars in the sky and also show a quick clip about how Matariki gets its name. Kōrotero-tabuto-puru-ai-hotera-ngi-tsi-hore-tera-ngi-waru-hi-a-kia-mātou-koe-ki-te-ke-te-a-tō-ne-hommai-hei-tohu-mato-na-matsui-tera-
It was an expanse of dark and cold emptiness that quickly filled with a great flood of their parents' tears. The brothers were miserable and cold in their newfound freedom. Amidst the rain and from the darkness, lightning flashed. A figure of dread emerged. It was Tafiri Mata. The world fell before Tafiri and his wind children, who were intent on one simple purpose. Revenge. One by one, the brothers were defeated by Tafiri Mata. First Tani, then Tangaroa. Eventually, only a defiant Tumatauinga, god of war and humanity, remained. An epic fight ensued, a clash of titans. Two was twisted in the air and slammed back into the ground, followed by a lightning bolt that two caught and hurled back at Tafiri. Tafiri launched a continuous stream of wind and lightning. Thunder resounded, the ground heated and cracked beneath them. Two heaved mightily against Tafiri, his legs locked on the earth, and slowly but surely he advanced against his brother Tafiri. Quicker than the eye could see and the mind could comprehend, two reached out and caught Tafiri Matea. With all his strength and might, two smashed Tafiri repeatedly into the ground. Tafiri Matea was defeated. However, Tafiri Matea, vowing to never let his brothers forget, had one final act of defiance. Clawing out his eyes in anguish and grief, he crushed them in his hands and cast the shards into the heavens. As if still possessing sight, Tafiri turned his hollow gaze to Tumataoinga, uttering one final warning. Know this, I will attack you and your children forever. I will rain down chaos and destruction. I will have my vengeance. You and yours will never escape me. Every time you look to the skies, you will see their mother of the Ariki. Tafiri Matea. Matariki and remember. When you gaze upon our father, my eyes will look down on you and remind you of what you have done. So this lecture and this seminar is called Matariki Te Fetu o Te Tau, or Matariki the Star of the Year or the Star of the Season. And that clip there was uh, a version of how Matariki gets its name and the origins of the cluster of Matariki that we see in the night sky. And in this seminar, we're going to be exploring a number of elements and aspects about Matariki. Now, it would be really wrong for me just to launch straight into that without giving you some sense of understanding or an idea of how Māori believe all the objects, all the astronomical objects came to be and how they come to the sky. 
So I'm going to show this last clip, and this clip talks about the origins of the sun, the moon, the stars, and all of the other objects that make up the Farno Marama, or the family of light. Facing a world shrouded in perpetual darkness, Tane knew that the second union of his parents, known as Tefano Marama, the family of light, held the key to the illumination of their world. The first union of Rangi and Papa, called Tetu Tutu Kaurewa, produced Tane and the other supreme gods. From the second came Tangotango and Wainui. Tangotango is the black space between the stars, dark matter, theoretical subatomic particles, and Wainui is personified in all bodies of water, including the ocean, lakes, rivers, and streams. Tangotango and Wainui's union produced the sun, the moon, the stars, and the lesser-known light children, Hinatore, Parikoikoi, and Hinerauamua. It was Tangotango who built the very first whare in this world, called Hui Terangiora, and adorned it with his children. The sun and moon shone from the apex of the inner posts. Hinatore and the other smaller lights took up the back wall. The stars were placed in meticulous patterns that adorned the tukutuku panels on the sides of the house. The origin of tukutuku traces its beginnings to these original panels. The intricate placement of the stars on these tukutuku would form the basis for the many constellations now in our skies today. Kakaranga tāne kitana taina. How brightly gleam the children of light! And Tangotango asked, For what purpose do you require them? Tāne replied, To relieve our darkness, to adorn our father, and let light shine across the breast of our mother. Although Wainui was reluctant to hand over her children, both she and Tangotango were eventually persuaded by the eloquent words of Tāne. To carry the children of light, Tāne wove three baskets into which he places the sun, the moon and the stars. Now on a mission, Tāne calls to Tamareriti, the navigator and captain of Puna Ariki, a waka capable of celestial travel. They first traversed the mighty ocean until they reached the point where the sea meets the horizon. This point is called Te Pai Wai o Terangi, and from there launched Puna Ariki into the heavens. Upon reaching the zenith of the sky, they released their anchor Te Mahutonga, commonly known as the Southern Cross. Tane then sets about arranging the cosmos. Tane started by placing into the sky the smaller of the light children, but their feeble light had little effect on the darkness. So Tane then pulled out some of the big players, such as Rehua and Tautoru. He arranged these stars into the many intricate patterns inspired from the tukutuku panels of the walls of Huiterangiora, but still the darkness remained. 
With the light problem still looming, Tane decided to prematurely celebrate the magnificence of his work thus far. He placed the basket of stars at his feet and performed a vigorous haka. In his over-exuberance, he accidentally kicked the kete, scattering the remaining stars across the universe, which is why some stars are in patterns and others are not. When you look upon the vastness of the Milky Way and how it stretches across the sky, you will see a dark and dense grouping of stars. This is the inside of the kete having been tipped upside down, with the stars spilling out on both sides. Just like a giant fish being tipped out of its basket and all its scales glittering above, hence the name Tekete Nui Atani, the Great Basket of Tani. Most frustrating though, was the world remained in relative darkness. So Tani placed the moon in the sky thinking that the ataro or glow of the moon would change their fortunes. But alas, no. Tane looked into the kete and said to the sun, Etama, you are my last hope. And with that hurled Terra upwards and onto the chest of Nani. The world was instantly transformed into a world of light. Kaputa. So, as we've just seen, the family of light, or Te Whānau Marama, is the origins of all light that exists in the world. And they are the children of Tangotango and Wainui, and we have the sun, the moon, the stars, Hinātore, Parikoikoi, and Hinerawāmoa. And it was Tāne who took these objects into the sky and gave us the cosmos, gave us the lights that we see above our heads at night time and gave us month with the moon and day and night with the position and the uh, motion of the sun. Tēnā koutou, you've been listening to a Core Education Tātai Ahoro podcast. 